What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wildlands. I'm David. And I'm Matt. And in today's episode, we'll talk about... Wildlands Entertainment. What we're all about. Also... East versus West. Fish and wild game. And stay tuned till later in the episode, because we'll give you our product of the day. So let's jump right into it. So what we'd like to do, especially on this this episode, being the ninth episode of Season 1, is actually just to give you guys exactly what Wildlands is and you know what Wildlands entertainment is as well uh, being that uh, Matt and myself we've you know we've accumulated a bunch of experience and a bunch of knowledge uh, of fishing hunting camping and really all you know aspects wildland orientated and we just want to be able to give you guys an idea of you know what we're all about because I think it's a question that many people have been asking themselves what yeah, are we about? <laughs> definitely from what I've got, like, I mean, you know, you don't know who's been listening, but you don't know that some people have. And, and those people do come back with, with, you know, like, all right, we love the, we love the podcast. We love the show, but like, where are you guys coming from and what, what do you guys have planned? You know? And, and yeah, I think, exactly. I think <laughs> episode nine, episode nine seems like the right place to you know just before like the 10 yeah <laughs> the, big the, the, the big one oh big one yeah exactly no for sure and you know like i i think you know the way that we could explain it like you know what you and i we we decided that wildlands was is you know as i explained earlier on it's it's accumulation of of experiences with memories with you know products of of different items that we use on a on a regular basis uh, in the sports and also the hobbies that we love to do. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's wildlands entertainment was based off of really just what we enjoy, what we, you know, what we cherish in a certain sense. And bringing, and bringing, you know, light onto, I mean, you, we've both been in the outdoors, uh, a lot over a long period of time, but I mean, and as a lot of listeners probably did as well and probably do, but you never really get to uh, touch base on, on all the products and all the experiences and all the locations that maybe you would want to. But, you know, if we can share ours that people, you know, have looked into really fast or wanted to do, they've wanted to go certain spots or wanted to do certain things and, and wanted to get into certain parts of it, and you know, never really felt like the necessarily the big push to to do so or to to get out there. Maybe uh, our experiences will will be you know what they need to do to get into the a different aspect of a sport that they probably already love. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just the fact also of introducing a whole bunch of new things to people, exactly. uh, as well as you know, like ways to do it. Uh, I believe you know we're giving you guys the opportunity like those that are listening the opportunity to you know get a little bit more information on maybe something that's a little bit you know hazy in terms of information that you've not accumulated yet or maybe just questions that you know you've you have and never been answered well exactly we're we're trying to answer that for you (laughs) because we've been where we had no answers for questions and now we have them exactly and we thought you know why not share this instead of you know just staying for keeping yeah, it for ourselves, staying you know? quiet you know like yeah. rather than staying quiet well we're giving you every little tip and trick we got <laughs> we enjoy we enjoy it 
and we want to share, like you said a while ago, we want to share the enjoyment of it. So what exactly. better way to do so? Yeah. And if we go a little bit, you know, this, the podcast itself is, is just really the tip stage of the iceberg, one. I would say. It, it's like, <laughs> exactly. It's stage one of a greater plan, you know, that yeah. we have uh, as business partners in this and that we we hope to be able to bring out to you guys because not only is fishing and hunting or going out on excursions part of an aspect that we're good at but there's also the showing that we're good at as well i mean we have roots in you know different type of editings different type of you know videography photography different things like that and the wildlands entertainment i mean our main goal for that in my opinion as i imagine both of us have is to be able to bring or to facilitate that type of entertainment with other with other companies yes. like to be able to go and grab somebody who says that they want to be able to do you know like oh it would be cool to make an episode with whatever we're doing and then we're there kind of well we're there to facilitate exactly that opportunity we're exactly. there to be able to go like hey we're going to be able to do that for you and let's get something going for you and stuff like that. And we'll do the recording. We'll do the post-production. We'll do, you know, pre-production, everything like that. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get you out there. That's it. <laughs> That's... And I mean, and, and we'll, we'll be, we'll be putting faces to our voices and, and images to our stories and images to our products, our spotlights, our locations, our, you know, it's it's just yep, going to be absolutely. it's going to be really uh, hopefully an amazing experience for us and an enjoyable uh, experience for anybody that wants to tune in and and you know take a look at, at what we not only what we say but what we do and how we how we do it and you know the, yep. the just basically the the great times we have making memories that'll last us for forever yeah absolutely and i mean if we look at, like, say, the beginnings of Wildlands, I mean, my background was with drift fishing. Yep. Your background was with bass attack fishing. Yep. And, I mean, we've known each other for... for years. Uh, uh, years. <laughs> and, and it's, like, with the experience, and it, we just, like, the way that I see it is, like, we pretty much came up, we were like, okay, well, you know what? Like, we're doing videos with drift fishing, Yep. And we're going out on social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing the same thing with bass attack fishing. Like we're kind of in the same medium of fishing and hunting because even with hunting, we were going out, you know, and together and stuff like that. Yeah. We were going and, and and seeing different spots and stuff like that. And then, you know, at a certain point, we were, uh, what, I, what I enjoyed about it is that we kind of just went like, hey, look, let's do something with this. <laughs> let's like... Let's put these all these ideas that we have together and let's just like throw it right there, you know, and, and, and that's what Wildlands, that's like pretty much how it started was just like just going like, hey, look, we're, we got like the same idea on, exactly. on something that's like it, super interesting. And so let's weird. capitalize on it. You know, so <laughs> we, but, you know, sir, we did have, uh, we did have issues before, like lately with, with, you know not necessarily being in close range but yeah, like uh, right in, now. <laughs> in, in in recent times now uh you know you're you're back down uh, to new brunswick 
which makes yep. that obviously simpler because makes it a lot easier you know uh, we, even if we this could not you know when everything is said that it comes down something happens for a reason yep well even even if you were out there and we would have wanted to do something like this you know it would have been few and far between because uh you could only came down every so often or yeah, I could exactly. only went up every so often so now with this being here, it, it kind of opens a whole new door into, you know, the, the future of things. And also, yep. this being said, I mean, we we also, we're tradespeople. We both yeah. are tradespeople, you know, which which work um, outside of this, but have such a, a love and a passion for the outdoors that just makes this so much better and the future so much brighter for certain aspects of what we want to go where we want to go with this absolutely and and you know like like you're saying scheduling is just prior to scheduling would have been you know a lot a lot almost harder impossible. And, and almost impossible and, and even even more so i mean because then all of a sudden we decided like okay look we'll invest in equipment and stuff like that the equipment aided in the yeah and the fact that even now being that you know we do have to be in two separate areas. Yeah, right now uh, the, the, we apologize for the audio quality if it's if it's not <laughs> yeah. as good as the first episodes. Yeah, we uh, we're we're at we're doing this on distance right now, so <laughs> one in one house, one in the other. But I mean, still there, like we're still able to to do something that's yeah uh, for sure. You know, that enhances better than anything else that we've we've had before, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Like, with that said, I mean, what I think is, like, you know, is was the great point is our step forward. Just going, like, look, we're going to do this. <laughs> like, and let's you, jump right into it, you know? Yeah, there you go. Coming right. And, I mean, that was our intro right from the beginning without even knowing that we were going to be jumping right into it, you know? I kind of find yeah, that pretty exactly. cool. It's like it was it was meant to be. But <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I would like, and, and I don't know, we should find a way because like i know we know we got listeners out there and i would really like to find a way to get some input back in from our listeners to see like what do they want to see what do they want to hear because like we say we want to facilitate everything for everybody else exactly to want to get into this but we want to know if it works (laughs) what would facilitate it for us is to have a general idea on what people want to see. Now, do they want to see how-tos? Do they want to see locations? Do they want to see techniques? Do they want to see products? Or do they want to see all of that in a little bit of a mix? Because obviously, we can do a whole lot of stuff. But in a short period of time, we don't want to be boring anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we understand that this is like... This is radio. This isn't video. This is yeah. you know. We, you guys are listening to us and, and stuff like that. Driving on the and busy highway, dreaming of driving on, and <laughs> or sleeping at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, some people listen to us to fall asleep. That's our good buddy, by the way. So that's why I don't yeah, know anybody so, else. But yeah. <laughs> apparently, yeah. we have a uh, what do they call that? Voice. Yeah, an ASMR <laughs> voice. Yeah. I, so listen deeply right now as I speak. <laughs> we are in the wildlands. We are in the wildlands. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, for sure. And I mean, like, the opportunity, too. Because, I mean, 
eventually what we could always do and what I'd like to do too is, you know, every once in a while, like we could always do a shout out saying that like, Hey, look, the guys from Wildlands, we're going to be at UL beach, uh, from, uh, five to nine on, uh, on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. And just have the people there. And, and, you know, as time goes on, location won't only have to stay, you know, isolated into no, just definitely. us being in our studio and, and, you know, recording from the studio or recording from home. We can have people come in and, you know, like on location at different areas and yep. really just do the podcast from like right then and there. I mean, yep. that would be something that would be really fun uh, and, and it would tie into exactly like what you're saying, you know, yep. having having people be able to give us input. Exactly. on the information that we're giving we can have that live and and done right from there you know like rate commentaries from exactly there uh, or Questions, areas that we're at you know yeah exactly that, that would be that would be great yep definitely and you know to me like wildlands is is exactly the image of like the way that i see it the way that i see that like what we're doing right now is i see it like if we were all in like one gigantic room and just, yeah. you know, shooting the breeze over a beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, just telling the stories that we want to tell. And, and, and now it's telling the stories, but we also want to know what your stories are. Yeah. You know, we, it's, it, it, we're, we're the ones telling the stories, but we're also the ones that want to listen. Yeah. So we're open to anything <laughs> that, that's, that's out there. Right. Yes. So anyways uh, that to me is is what i feel like wildlands is and with the services that we can offer also in in terms of videography and photography is is also something else that you know we uh like is our way of saying you know we want to get your story out too you know what i mean exactly. like we have ours let's get yours you know yeah all, so, anyway. all as well while doing you know the outdoor activities hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, you know, what it may be, uh, with, like, you, you've said that before, with, like, where, where you and I plan on traveling, where you have already traveled, and where I hope to be able to travel soon, uh, alongside with you, is to just go get the, the local guys in the fishing and hunting scene in on all of this as well, so, I mean, we can talk about our experiences, but when you've been to a place, but you, you don't necessarily go there all the time or you don't live there, you know, they might have complete different views on a lot of stuff that would be awesome to get out and, and maybe interest a lot of people into getting into those regions as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's especially our goal. like Yeah, especially like if we if we, you know, do some of the trips that we were talking about and stuff like that, they're like yeah. just getting their story like it, it's guaranteed i'm going to be bringing the audio stuff with of me course, like, of course if we if we go anywhere other outside of like once the borders start opening up and all that and we we say we go anywhere outside of new brunswick it, it, you can guarantee that we're going to get stories from the people we're going to be visiting like, oh yeah we're going to get their input yep for sure uh it would just be like way too amazing to like hear the yeah. The, the awesome things that could happen or or what people have to say, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. that's what's going to be cool. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, like talking, like now that we're, you know, kind of saying about going over, you know, once the borders open up and everything like that, it, it kind of ties into topic number two, 
yep. that we were talking about, which it would be East versus West. Now, I'm not trying to throw dirt. <laughs> no, on the central on, area, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say the central area, but I was going to say, like, you know, the, the West Coast or the East Coast. Like, obviously, you have people that are saying, like, West Coast is better than the East Coast. Well, of course. I don't know why I put it in an American accent, but <laughs> but that's not, you know, what I mean by East versus West is the differences, let's say, in variations in yeah. animal you know, qual- not quality, because quality is, can be top of the line on either side. Yep. But, like, the the variations abundance. in... Abundance. Uh, exactly. The the abundance of species. There yep. you go. That'll work. <laughs> Variation of species. Um, yeah. Similarities yeah, versus, you know, differences. Exactly. So, I'm not, I'm not trying to say one's better than the other, and in no way, shape, or form is that what I'm trying to get across here, but, uh, like, the variations that they have being, you know, East versus East and the West Coast, uh, I just find that, like, if I were to say, like, Canada itself just gives us such a wide variety of, like, everything that you could think of we could hunt <laughs> or yeah, fish pretty, pretty much i mean obviously obviously our our climate is cold you know we do have the the colder winters and everything else but that being said uh the game we have also i mean complies with that right across from east to west not not east versus west but from east to west yeah, exactly. to north to south of canada there's yep. similarities and there's variations is what yep. we're going to be getting into right now. Yeah, and like, I mean, I've had, I've been able to experience the the variations firsthand. Yeah. Uh, eventually you'll be able to too. But I mean, in terms of, you know, like when I say east, the East Coast or, or different things like that, like it, uh, I experienced it at a younger age, but in terms of fishing, I mean, you have so many variations of salmon that you can fly fish as much as you can actually, you know, troll for or casting. Uh, you have your Chinook salmon, which is, you have King salmon, you have Chinook salmon. And I've always been confused a bit because like a Chinook kind of does look like a King salmon. Yeah. But it's like not, (laughs) there's like similarities, but there's not. Uh, and then another type of salmon, the coho salmon, apart from oh. the size. Yeah. If you have a coho and a Chinook, like there's so people that are used to it will say like easily, like that's a coho, that's a Chinook, but that's another variation that I've always had a trouble. Like one has a dark mouth. The other one doesn't, one has spots. The other one doesn't, you know, like it's just, it's so many like slight variations. Then after that you have pink salmon, smaller Usually you could keep them, if I wasn't mistaken, you could keep them as of six and a half or was seven and a half pounds when, I, when we were fishing it. Okay. Uh, oh, it was weight-wise. It wasn't length-wise. It was weight-wise. Yeah. Uh, and to my knowledge, unless it is now, it's length-wise. But before yeah. it was weight-wise. So for Chinook and Coho, it was nine and a half pounds. And then for Pink Salmon, it was seven and a half that you were able to keep. Okay. Yeah. And, well... Y- Actually, you know what? You're you're correct. There was a a length limit. I just don't remember it because I was small enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because exactly. I remember like the one that I was able to keep at one point. 
we were like, okay, well, it's it's over nine and a half pounds, but how long is it? So one okay. guy had to pull out a measuring tape because you could get one that was nine and a half pounds in weight. Uh, oh. but if it wasn't, if it wasn't hitting length, then you had to throw it back anyways. Oh man, that's like a, that's like a bummer when you got to get one or, you know, like any, exactly. any fish species I've ever fished for was, was one or the other. It was never both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And actually was... I've never, I've never had to check weight to be honest with you. No species of fish <laughs> that have I ever had to keep by weight. It was all by length. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always, we always weighed it. But I mean, and I'm talking salmon species here. So like we have pink, and then you have sockeye too that that would that would run up river. Yeah. Uh, sockeye, you would always have them like laying around, like after their run, it was the the salmon that pretty much always died everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like every season, I remember you'd go on the beach, and there'd be tons of them all laying all across the rocks, rock beds, uh, yeah, like right up to the ocean. Uh, it, it was like a massacre of that. Yeah, and, and feeding uh, around there bear feeding ground all the time you always have to watch out and and then like you'd have other species of fish too that you would be able to fish if you were out in the mountains you'd go for trout even in the ocean you'd be able to i caught a brown trout in in the ocean right at a at an entrance. Brown. really i didn't know that happened yeah exactly i caught a three pound three and a half pound brown trout uh, i thought it was a salmon at the beginning but it wasn't uh, i had to throw it back because we weren't allowed to keep them at the time oh no but uh nope and really? then you also had uh, Rainbow, and uh, I don't know if you had Brook, but I do know you had Rainbow. Uh, a few occasions you could get Steelhead, and then that was pretty must much had, it. You must have had Grayling up there. Grayling in Arctic oh. Char? Uh, further up north, yes. Further up north. Okay, not right yeah. where you were at. Okay. Not not in the area that we were at. If, okay. you, if you went further up north, you could get it. Um, and then apart from that, in other type of fish species, you had link cod that people fished a lot. You yes. had rock cod that you would fish with, like, bacon skin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and these things are ugly as ever. They look like horrible-looking things. That's what my parents and, went fishing for uh, last oh, summer in geez. Alaska. That's Yeah, they, they, yeah. Got, they got tons of them in Alaska last year. Man, those things are ugly-looking. Yeah, like, they taste delicious. <laughs> they taste delicious, but they're ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> And uh, you would have other, you know, you have red snapper that we would call it. Uh, yeah. Those ones there, you would catch them, you'd bring them up, but I mean, you pretty much have to keep them because their gallbladder wouldn't. Would... Yeah, their their lung, their their not their not their gallbladder, yeah. their lungs, but their uh, yeah, their I know whatever. I had the, would, I had the word would come for it uh, popping out there. Yeah, there's a way to release those though. Did you know? Like when my dad went to Alaska, he was uh, he was fishing for those, and the guide like you got to drive it down really fast and sometimes the, the bladder will go back in oh yeah, yeah. i see that i didn't know so. yeah because they would release them uh, they would release them and they would only keep them if they came back up and my dad didn't keep many because they, they he actually uh, was able to release quite a lot of them oh we'll see there you go yeah, yeah. that works out pretty good mm -hmm. but uh yeah like it was always kind of something when you'd see people come back with them and you'd yeah. see that hanging out of their mouth. You're like, whoa, What's that didn't happen, on? right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but see, they're catch aren't they catching that in like three, 400 feet of water? Oh, well, you wouldn't have to catch them that deep. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. No, I thought, no, no, no. I thought they we, had to be that deep. No, no. Well, they'd be pretty deep, but I mean, maybe in a hundred and something feet of water easily, okay. uh, you'd head out in the ocean or whatnot. You wouldn't be that far offshore and you'd be able to catch them for sure. Because my dad, when, when they were fishing, uh, what they went out for, they mainly went out for halibut out there. Yeah. And uh, they were in six, seven hundred feet of water, but I remember them catching lingcod and, uh, yep. and those red ones. Uh, the red snappers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, no, and they're super delicious. Red snappers are amazing fish to eat. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, and then if we look at, like, say, wild game, well, then you have grizzly bear that a lot of people hunt. You know, there is mountain lion, a mountain lion like cougars. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about the 58-year-old ones. I, I'm talking I about... Gonna, like, I was going to say something. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, not, I'm not talking about them leopard print not, pant, 58-year-old. Not the indoor 60. ones. Not the indoor ones. I'm talking about the, <laughs> the ones that'll that'll bite you and hurt you. But uh, <laughs> uh, we, you know, there's not a lot of people. I've never heard of a lot of people that actually hunted them. Uh, but they're they're there. Uh, you they do have deer out there, aren't they? I, you know what, I would never be. I wouldn't be able to tell you. To I be honest think, with you, if they were protected think, or not. Maybe not when you were there, but I think they are now. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, maybe so. Because I mean, you were I mean, still there a while back. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Exactly. So and and maybe, we, maybe not. They'd there. relocate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd relocate them. I mean, the school that we, that I was at, we were the school was in the woods. So okay. I, I mean, when it was foggy outside or like way too bad weather outside, you the teachers, the teachers wouldn't let us out on recess because they were like they were too afraid we'd get there'd be oh. twenty kids that go out and only nineteen that come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, like uh, there was that out there that you didn't, like I said, you have deer that's out there. You have moose that's out there. Jeez, yeah. uh, you have, you got so many species that are out on the West Coast. Um, and I think it's because they have mainly the climate for it. Yeah, they, their I mean, if variation you think about it, of climate is, is insane. They got everything exactly. from coastal to practically a rainforest to mountains to, you know, exactly. dense I mean, forest to open forest, to, you know. Yep. Yep, you got, I mean, and you said it right there. I mean, if you go into Rocky Mountain terrain in British Columbia, you have, you know, you have like the, the mouflon, you have the, the, the mountain goats, you have the, yeah. the rams, they're all in there. And, yeah. and you can see them when you're going through Kamloops or when you're going through, you know, uh, Hope or anything like no, that, Banff. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You were saying? No, I, I forgot what I was saying. I'm trying to think <laughs> the name of the lake. That's that's not far. Isn't there like this giant lake that everybody goes to? Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I've, oh, I've yeah. never really learned about the that area, you know. Yeah. Uh, My but father I mean, visited there way back when. Because when, you, like you said, you were out there and you got to experience it. Unfortunately, I was born in the Yukon. Which is on that side, and I I came back like when I was four, so I I don't remember at all. Or I, the experience I don't wasn't I don't there. even know if I was four. To be honest with you, I don't even know when I came back. I just know I was born <laughs> over there because my birth certificate says White Horse Yukon. Yeah. So I, I I don't know when I came back. I never really asked that question. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and and I mean, I think like you, like I'm I'm gonna let you explain. Like I explained the West Coast, I can let you explain what the East Coast is. Yeah, for you know, sure. Like, because like, since you've like, lived down like, here, <laughs> yeah, and, and like you were saying, uh, East Coast is unfortunately the the East Coast um, will sound a little more, you know, Blaine than than the West Coast, uh, because our our variations we had species that actually went extinct in the early nineteen hundreds. Uh, we did have our version of the caribou, uh, the woodlands caribou, that yep. went extinct in 1907. I think the last one was harvested in um, New Brunswick. Uh, you know, uh, for for big game, we have white-tailed deer, black bear, and moose. 
but are up in the northern part on the east coast here where we're at uh, in New Brunswick. In the northern part, our bear and our moose are like insanely abundant. Like, I mean, you can almost not go nowhere and not see any. Uh, which is which is awesome for for you know hunting or, or observation. Um, yep. Southern part of the province, and then the other Atlantic. Well, not I shouldn't say other Atlantic provinces. I should say Nova Scotia also have a lot of deer. To be honest with you, I'm not that sure if PEI has any game. I don't know if anybody hunts on PEI. PEI, I've actually already verified. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I've actually already verified what they have left on PEI. Uh, they do have, well, they have raccoons, okay. raccoons being one of the main animals that they have left, skunks, really? yep, uh, foxes, and the occasional bear, uh, but How to be honest with you, they have, bear? I'm, I'm not really sure, but wow. that's one of the last things that was left as really? being one of the highest predatory animals, otherwise okay. it was fox, uh, ca- uh, fox, raccoon, skunk. There really? is like there is nothing left to wow. hunt on that island. So so, yeah. so we're not that bad then. <laughs> oh god, no. You know. Apparently before they had moose, they had deer, they had the whole thing, but I mean obviously, I mean if you go there it's just fields. It's potato they, fields, man. Yeah, if it if it wasn't the hunters that demolished the you know, the population of whatever was left on the island, it the agricultural Yeah. Agriculture killed it. I mean you think about it, there's no woods left there. No, there's nothing there's left. Nothing. There's nothing there. Yep. So, yeah, so to come back to, to, to New Brunswick, like where we're at, um, it comes back to a, an earlier episode as well, small game. We got uh, two variations of grouse. Uh, yes. We got snowshoe hare. We have now, we were supposed to have our first turkey season um, in 2020. But we COVID-19. Uh, yeah, they were supposed to, you didn't know that? They're no, supposed I to be, not. like, all on the uh, the southwestern part like i'm talking about way down like literally at the bottom southwest right up to almost edmonston which is almost completely north and anything that pretty much followed the main border yeah uh was gonna have an open uh, turkey season this spring but covid19 kind of put a stick in the wheels for that there but and so oh, next yeah. next year we will well next year if covid19 did not keep affecting us uh we yeah. will have a, a a turkey season i don't think turkeys will ever make it to where we're at here on the northeastern part because of our winters are are so insane compared to um the southwestern parts i think that's what's yep. going to kill us here yeah as long uh, as well as the uh, the deer population as you know um and again there um so like i was saying we have small game uh, then we have coyote hunting, which is quite popular. Actually, that has yes. has become more popular in the in the last few years, um, and that's pretty much it for animal species. Some people say they do see the the occasional eastern mountain lion that are yeah, supposed I've, to be I've extinct. Yeah, I've seen that a couple times. Yeah, you know they say they're extinct, and then some say they see them. So I, I've never seen one. My mother swears she saw one. I yeah, don't then... believe her, and I don't deny it so that's where i stand on that one that's where i stand on that one (laughs) exactly until you see it and then you don't believe it kind of thing or you're skeptical about it yeah but i mean apart from that you also have like you have people always talking about like uh the 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 wolf coyote hybrids 
and the wolves and the, well, they're that coming proven, back. And that was proven a few years ago. Just what forty five minutes away from Bathurst here, uh, that they, buddy was coyote hunting, uh, harvested a coyote, got there and said, "Man, that's a big coyote." And I actually got it tested at the University of Moncton. DNA tested, and then they took that yep. DNA and they sent it away to Ontario, if I'm not mistaken, and they did confirm it wasn't even a hybrid; it was a wolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it oh, was an official. Bad. It was an official non-hybrid wolf. Hmm. It's the only well, that one works. that that's. Uh, I think that was like in 2015 or 16. Oh, maybe and it so. was the maybe first so, yeah. ones. It was the first one since like the 60s or 70s. And it's the only yeah, one since. Because I know that they, I mean, there used to be wolves down here. Yep. It, it, it is a, a thing in, in history books that oh, there yeah. used yeah. to be wolves. Uh, but then they were obviously, you know, demolished they, in terms of population. And, and Actually, and, you what know. happened with them is, from what I got from it, is like I said a while ago, the woodland caribou that were here, when they went extinct. Yeah, they follow. They, they actually, uh, all the wolves actually kept going up north uh, to Quebec and Labrador. That's that's what happened. Apparently, they, they left and went that way. Yep. So, no, no, for sure. You know, yeah. And then for fishing-wise, uh, I know, I know uh, you know, this will be a great debate for the salmon fishers out there. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned a lot of kinds of salmon out on the west coast but yep the king of salmon is the atlantic salmon <laughs> i mean you know go say what you want it is the <laughs> king of salmons man it has the largest migration you can possibly imagine it you know yep. it it it's they spawn up here in our rivers we have three of the world renowned salmon rivers within you know what, uh, 45 minutes one way and an hour and a half the other, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's the a three, and I mean, we have one right here in town, obviously. Yep. You know, we got the Miramichi 45 minutes away. We have the Nipisiguit right yep. here in town. And then oh, we yeah. got the Restigouche an hour and a half away, which yep. are world-renowned Atlantic salmon uh breeding Hot grounds and, <laughs> yeah. and angling you know yep. um other than oh, that yeah, we yeah. do have we do have the you know native brook trout which is to me just that that all comes again down to how you want to fish for them yep you know in my opinion you go fish a native brook trout with a one or a two weight fly rod to me that's just as much of a thrill than catching a you know, bright Atlantic salmon on the fly. To to me, yep. that's I. I mean, I just I just like fishing for anything, but yeah. And then uh, after that, in the recent history, uh, well, I shouldn't say recent history because I learned this. Uh, probably, I think I learned this last year from uh, a, actually a buddy of mine's father, that when he was growing up, you know. Let's say forty, fifty years ago, they were catching striped bass here in Bathurst, but nobody knew what it was. Yes. Yep. So yes, they were catching uh, these things, they were keeping them, had no clue what it was, they were eating them, and then yep. suddenly they disappeared. I don't yeah, know, uh, I never got explained why they disappeared, but I, anyway. I've known that, that striped bass have been around here for really? the longest time. Oh, yes. I've, uh, I've only caught in, those, in the, the first time they showed up in the, in the uh, because I have this weird habit of keeping my, my... Um, 
Fish New, New Brunswick. Brunswick. Yeah, my New Brunswick fish book for like I I've, yes. I've had them since I'm 16, I think. So I mean, I got every yep. book for every year. And if you go back in that book, they only start mentioning them in 2013. Well, is when they started they re-mentioning. Well, it, I would say that they they used to mention them quite often prior to uh, because when I was younger, uh, like, cause when I used to live out West, we'd come down to New Brunswick every second year okay. and I would always get my license. And I do remember that I, I would often ask because I would watch like bass shows and, yeah. and stuff like that on, on TV, yeah. thinking that there would be bass down here or whatnot. And there never really was, okay. but striped bass was always a considered a, um, an illegal species to uh, retain. Really? Uh, yeah. There would be always a certain mention in there saying that uh, if you were to catch a striped bass, it was an automatic uh, release. You were not allowed to keep any of them. Really? Now, to what my knowledge is, and and this is at a time that I went all the way down to uh, Cape Cod once to go fish for striped bass and and bluegill, they called it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they say, the the striped bass would be a migratory fish species that would go from there and then migrate all the way up north to where we are at. Mm-hmm. Now, to what I've learned is striped bass that we have now is actually a striped bass hybrid. Yes. Uh, it is not an official, in a certain sense, purebred striped bass that you would get all the way out in Cape Cod. Because if you actually look at it, the variations, they had to actually like genetically modify one and then introduce that into the river systems that we have here, uh, which just kind of exceeded the, their expectations i imagine okay but uh it is a striped bass hybrid yeah i've seen uh, that before but i didn't know the exact history there to be honest with you exactly uh so that's what pretty much we have right now what we're fishing right now is is a mix between the two because now obviously it's it the beginning started off with a hybrid style type of of striped bass um and now it's it's intermingled with the actual thing that yeah. we see down down south when we well down south it's north of the states but south of the yeah. <laughs> of New Brunswick, okay. um, but yeah, on the coastlines. So that's cool. that's really what what you get uh, when you get them out of you know river systems and whatnot. Cool, yep. that's great. And and other than that, I mean, we've all if you're from New Brunswick and you're into fishing at all, you've sat in a shanty, you know. <laughs> Had your face, had your face looking down a hole of ice, and if you're lucky enough to have tried it, you did the, the 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 fwinning. If nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about, nigug, the nigug, yeah, even worse, nigug and a fwin. Anyway, so everybody out there (laughs) that now thinks we're really weird people, okay? No, I mean it's it's essentially spearing for fish from sitting on the ice. Which is a lot it, of places is is no longer allowed, but for some reason we're, we're still allowed, capable of doing it. I mean, it. yeah. It, well, it's because you're not there. There's something there. You're not allowed to have a barb on it, but you're allowed That's to correct. have like a retainer. Like it, it's weird. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a small like little like well, you know clasp. What we're gonna have to do this is <laughs> we're gonna have to video. This is gonna be one video episode because we have gotta show this to people because we can't even explain it. I can't. I cannot explain it. I've actually tried looking this up on the internet. If you okay. Google Nigug, there's like maybe like 
two photos of okay. what it is and really? you can barely see the actual photo of what it is really? like there is i've been trying to show everybody that i work with <laughs> what we, the type of what, the crazy <laughs> what we do, do. <laughs> and they they consider it like the most barbaric way that you could ever fish <laughs> but if you've ever tried i'm like it, it's so much fun <laughs> if you've ever tried it it's like the best experience in the world man trying to do I know. that i mean I, I remember bringing my wife out when we started dating i mean this is 14, 15, 16 years ago. Uh, yeah. And we went down and sat in this little shanty with this hole in the ice, just staring at the water till the fish went by and, and then like just like, you know, whipping these, <laughs> whipping these <laughs> spears at them, but they're not really spears. I shouldn't say that. They're, if they're you're, you know, you're, if you, if you, you cannot hurt the sticks. fish. If you can't, you can't literally hurt the fish because if you hit them, you get them. If you don't. Or you cut them well, in half. <laughs> I've never, I've never cut one in half. I've done it. <laughs> okay, never mind. I think that apparently you can't eat the fish. Yeah, it's like you throw it down, and if it's too small, it just kind of like sections it in half, yeah, well, <laughs> and then you, you lose to, it you in have the to current. Control your your force there, Dave. You know. I know. You know, not six Red Bulls in, throwing a spear down through a hole in the ice. You know. Hey. Calm down. Six Red Bulls, two coffees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Got you. <laughs> yeah, so that that pretty much sums up the the well, I shouldn't say sums up the East Coast. It sums up our East Coast. Yeah, exactly. You know, really, uh, in general, in it's it's very abundant down here, but the variations yep. are slight. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but you know. Well, I mean, we we still have the. We I don't mean, stop hunting and fishing all year, so I mean, it can't be that bad. Exactly, like we have a, a system that that's pretty much like set up for almost a yearly cycle of being able to hunt. Other yes. than like maybe about like two months of every year where there's really nothing happening, but then apart from that, it just it starts right back up again. I, I mean, there's always two months. I go less than yeah, that. yeah, probably less than that. Yeah. But I mean, we we're fortunate enough to be able to have that type of cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know out west how it runs their type of cycle in terms of hunting. Uh, in terms of fishing, it, it's kind of like it, it'll start, you know, late summer or, or not late summer. I would say it starts midsummer, goes up until, you know, September, October, almost it's the same type of season we have. Uh, and then you have like that, that kind of dead period. But there really isn't, there is ice fishing, but there really isn't all that much ice fishing that I've known. Yeah, they're uh, mostly lakes go, probably, right? Lake trout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then down here, well, I mean, you have ice fishing, but it's... Select lakes, have, so not like out yeah, there. Yeah, here exactly. Here the government restricts which lakes we're allowed to go fish on in the winter. Exactly. So, I mean, that's that's really, you know, covering the basis on all variations of what we have in, in, in terms of animal species here yeah. and in terms of animal species that are out there. Yeah. Uh, and with that said, when we look at animal species, let's jump right into the product of the day. And I'm going to shoot this over to you yeah. uh, and have you explain what the product of the day is today. Well, the product of the day today, uh, what we said is like talking about animals and variations of species and, and you know, hunting in general. Um, I'm going to I'm going to actually spotlight a product that my father uses uh, for his outfitting business, which is Bear Paw Outfitters. Uh, if you listen to an earlier episode, we had him on talking about uh, what he does and, and what he offers. I think that was, I think that was episode five, if I'm not say, mistaken. I was four or five, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, on on his um, 
in his experience, I mean, as an outfitter, we use um, trail cameras. And in the last little bit, he's changed over to spy point cameras. I mean, uh, he's tried them all, and since he's tried these spy points, he's been with them uh, strongly uh, for a few years now. And they have just came out. He actually just received these. Uh, I, I shouldn't say just came out. They came out with them a little while back. But, I mean, uh, they're very new. It's very new technology. It's very new stuff. Um, yeah, it's, and like a, what, it's like a cutting edge kind of thing. You yeah, know? exactly. They were the pioneers in it. So, I mean, yeah. they they did a lot of research and they fine-tuned everything a lot faster than, than other other brands. And, I'm again, oh, cool, yeah. I'm not sponsored by these people or nothing. I'm just talking about the product. Um, and the spy point came out with the beauty of the thing uh, for somebody that wants their camera out there a lot. They came out with the solar system on there, meaning no more battery changes, no more pictures uh, lost or, or your camera dying out before you get back and you, you miss the action uh, for a couple days or whatnot. You know, he leaves his camera out there uh, all summer long and gets all the pictures he wants. It's called the spy point link S or the spy point solar dark now the difference between the two the link s can um, send almost live images or in real time images of what's at your hunting spot to your mobile device uh, but you need obviously need a, a data package on this and spy point uh, does provide i believe the information on the data packages unfortunately where we're at the uh, Link S does not necessarily work because our uh, cell phone service does not go very far outside of the city limits. Yep. But uh, yeah. we do have one. We did try it. It works great because we put it, okay. we set it up kind of in within cellular range, and we we you know yep. we made it on purpose to try it. It works very good. <laughs> okay. But the Solar Darks are a solar camera, no bells and whistles to send the pictures to your smart device. You know great image quality it has everything you want on there it has moon phase it has temperature it has time it has yeah. uh day night picture video um i honestly don't know if it has audio on the video i i, I did not check that one out because okay really to be honest with you we never video for well now we could because it's solar because we never videoed because it killed the batteries too much yeah, you would so lose the now, now, you know, longevity I, I, of it. I should mention that to my father because I, I don't think he's thought of that himself either, you know. <laughs> Weird that I, I, actually, just, I just thought of that right now. Yeah, and I, I just saw too, like, uh, I noticed that he put a uh, photo up saying that uh, one of the trail cams that he had up, he uh, had only verified it only lately. Yeah. Or, yeah. And one of the spots that he, they never even actually went, and there was a uh, a big guy on there a, that uh, a massive bear on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I he, can was, see that. he was. And see, the the bear season finishes here on Saturday, okay. and right now with this extreme heat wave going on, yeah, the everything's closed. Closed the, the the crown land, so even if you wanted to go hunt there, he can't right now. So he'll be yeah, there next uh, fall, bigger. He'll and be there next fall, <laughs> bigger <laughs> <Exactly>. and better. <laughs> so the the Spy Point Link S retails for five ninety nine Canadian. I know, I mean, that's that's going out there for the, like, in my opinion, super, you know, uh, intense hunter, dedicated hunter that wants, and, and that can actually use the features of the sending the live photos in, or not yeah. having to go um, see your, your hunting spot. 
Yep. But it also comes in as security for your cottage or anything, you know. It's well hidden. It's solar. Batteries never die. You don't have to plug it in. Power goes out. It still works. So, I mean, yep. there is another, you know, it's not only a hunting product. It can also be a security product. But, again, for the, the average, you know, hunter that wants to, to be out in the woods, get pictures all year long, the solar dark, in my opinion, is the way to go. Um, love the camera, love the quality, love the ease of use of it, to be honest. Um, and you're running at two forty nine dollars uh, on retail for that, which is, okay. I mean, I remember when trail cams came out, you had low quality with a flash that wasn't even infrared or nothing. Like this solar dark has like the black. <laughs> Every, yeah, no. It everything was bad. to scare it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This solar dark has like the blackout lights, so you don't even see the red uh, IR come on. Yep. Like, you know, it's it's really great. And at two forty nine, it's reasonably priced. It's uh, worth every penny. And uh, no, definitely check them out if you're in. If you're shopping for for trail cams, definitely, definitely look into Spy Point. And I mean, they have other models as well. These are the two that I'm talking about, just because they've changed the game for uh, for us uh, or for yep. my father uh, himself at Bear Paw Outfitters. Perfect. So with that said, and with the product of the day, actually, that we've been able to explain to you guys and everything like that, uh, we're gonna, uh, we'll sign out on that one, uh, on this episode. And uh, like usual, I'd like to wish you guys all a great stay at home. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of progress that's been going on with this whole COVID situation and everything like that. Uh, hopefully, you know, you guys will be able to, you know, traverse, uh, yeah, traverse the borders and, and you know, uh, and enjoy your summer the way that uh, it should be enjoyed. Uh, and hopefully, you know, if once hunting season, you know, other hunting uh, seasons start rolling around, well, hopefully by then we'll be able to also enjoy the, uh, the, the the sport that's out there. Exactly. So like I said, with that, signing out. Wish you all, wish you guys all a, a great stay and, and great health. So uh, I'm David and I'm signing out. Cheers. And Matt here, I'm out and we'll talk to you next time.